Hey everyone, welcome to Danny Chats. This is episode number 18 and I'm joined by Nick. Uh, Nick had a liver transplant and he was also uh, competing in the uh, transplant games in England. So we're going to talk a bit about that. Hi Nick, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's, that's okay. So do you want to tell me like what led to you needing a liver transplant? Um, it, it started, um, well I had my liver transplant in the end of May 2016 and it was, um, they don't know absolutely what caused it, but due to the circumstances of my daughter's death three and a half years prior, um, I tried a number of um, counselling and what I call pharma chemical antidepressants. Um, and the last lot I had, I threw in the bin after seeing cancer in one of the side effects. Um, my mother had actually died of cancer a year and a half before my daughter had died. And I binned it. And I thought, you know what, I, I wasn't coping very well. I was coping very badly, in, in fact, um, with it, that I thought I'd try the herbal route. So I tried St. John's Wort, okay. which my liver doctors think I just suffered a catastrophic allergic reaction. Um, my wife would say she, that she thinks it took care, it was killing my liver almost immediately. Wow. Um, within two weeks of starting it, I was walking into Milton Keynes A&E, um, very jaundiced, extremely tired, uh, and to the point that I would walk and I couldn't pick my feet off the ground. Yeah. Um, and they just, they, so I actually didn't go into the A&E to start with, I went into the 24-hour drop-in centre, which is attached to it. And they described it as possibly as, as um, say, chronic, chronic liver failure or something like that, as a yeah. chronic something or other. And like you do, in between there and the walk across to A&E where they sent me for bloods, I googled it and frightened the crap out of myself. Yeah, I can imagine googling anything is scary. Yeah, yeah, it turned out what I actually had was even worse. It was even faster. Um, so that was me and Milton Keynes for the next two, two and a bit weeks. Yeah, and, and so that was all from a herbal... They think, yeah. Um, all the biopsies showed um, drug-induced drug liver damage. Uh, they yeah. put it down as herbal because that was the only thing that I was taking at the time. Yeah. Um, and I'd say between walking in there, that was the... 29th of April I walked into Milton Keynes and it was the 29th of May uh, when I had my transplant went on the super urgent list at number one on the Friday and was in theatre by half five on the Sunday. Wow. Um, all happened very quick. Yeah so not much time to sort of prepare and think about it or no, no. Uh, myself and my wife Anna, we joke about it now. My absolute denial that I was not going to recover, that my liver would recover. Absolute, 100%. Everyone else around me knew exactly what was going on and exactly what was going to happen. But I was in complete denial until Dr. Marshall walked in at about half past six on the Friday evening to tell me that I was being listed. Yeah. Then, and th th then I actually accepted what was happening. And yeah. Then you go through all the um, the chats with the surgeon, which is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. 
they're very matter of fact aren't they so they, yeah. they tell you you know what could go wrong and yeah they're, I, they're honest about it. coming out of that thinking i've got a one in ten chance of coming out of it the other end yeah then luckily the transplant coordinators and the anaesthetists come around and see you afterwards and they sort of tell you the actual reality not not the worst case scenario yeah yeah um and it, one in ten comes <coughs> eight in ten and i sort of think well even one in ten was better than my chances yeah definitely yeah um so and i don't really remember too much of the weekend to be honest uh, my wife would tell me that she thinks that my mind was just starting to go yeah because of the liver failure yeah yeah i mean the liver is such a vital organ that i mean with my disease um it was a build-up of copper in the blood that caused the liver failure but the build-up of copper would also attack the brain so you know i think anything related to the liver once the liver starts failing you know yeah. it, it's, uh, it relates to other organs in your body that start shutting down then well i was they say I was very lucky because all my other organs were, were still functioning as you know at their normal level. Yeah. So I was obviously very fit through the mental illness that I had. I'd taken to rather than getting angry and lashing out, I took to going on nine, twelve mile marches and just come back absolutely knackered and stiff and aching. And, and I think in a way that helped get my fitness level up for what was about to happen that came out of the blue. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is very important to try and be as fit as you can before the operation. It helps with recovery for sure. Oh, crikey. Yeah. Yeah. It, even in recovery, getting up and getting out of bed and just starting to walk is just so important. Yeah, definitely. Um, you've, I've watched a couple that couple of patients that had had transplants at the same time that weren't getting out and walking and they one almost appeared to be going downhill yeah and the other one once he once he was you know we convinced him to get up and start walking he was actually discharged from hospital before i was yeah he was just like up walking within a week gone home yeah so yeah yeah being active is very important i mean i remember it wasn't long after my operation that they had me standing up you know not not walking or anything but they had me stood next to the bed um just is that in ICU? Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think that was um it was either Monday evening or Tuesday morning. I can't I can't really remember, but it was certainly within twenty four hours of being woken up. Yeah. What kind of um cut did they do? Incision? I got the Lexus. Yeah, same. Same. I mean, because I was I didn't know that they did a Lexus, so I'd only been showing pictures of the Mercedes. Yeah. So um, I was a little bit sort of not shocked, but surprised when I woke up to see that. Yeah, I heard there's a hot cross bun as well, but I think that's the really? ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And it just seems to be surgeon's, uh, surgeon's preference. Yeah, I just describe it as start at the sternum, straight down to the belly button and hang a right. And keep yeah, going. same, same. <laughs> Yeah, so you were obviously sort of active before, and then um, I mean, we've been talking a little bit about you uh, went to the transplant games in the UK. Yeah, I found out about it. It was in some of the, the leaflets that you get handed out at the and at the Royal Free. The, the guy that was captain at the time and had leaflets that printed out. So along with all the transplant, post transplant um, leaflets that you got about um, 
what you can and cannot do, what you can or cannot take, and all sorts of other advice and what have you was this thing about the transplant games. So I I thought about it and before my daughter died, she um, 